For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> What is up, everybody? Awesomeo.com, PGA Tuesday 2.30 show. Farmers Insurance Open, one of my favorite tournaments of the entire year, actually. I am Ben Raza, Huber Fantasy Golf Man. Tim Frank. Uh, yeah, Tim, let's get right into it, honestly. I, I love this event. We're going to talk about, you know, Amex in a second. But right off the top, I love Tori. I love the Farmers. Yeah, this feels like the real, for me, always felt like the real start of golf season, the first big event uh back on the mainland and to me it's like the closest thing to a major in a normal um event you know it's a major championship venue tory pines uh major championship style field it's just it it has like a major feel to it i've always kind of treated it um from like a dfs standpoint and a gambling standpoint uh, a lot like a major um but yeah it's a it's a real good event yeah, there's no doubt about it. Obviously, this year you can say that and mean it because Tory South will be hosting the U.S. Open. I think that's part of the reason um, some of these guys are here. But uh, this is always an event. Tiger usually plays here, probably would if he wasn't hurt again. Um, but before we dive in and chat, I see all the regulars. What's up, fellas? Uh, let's talk a little American Express. It's one of those what could have been for me. I had a really good player pool. I just didn't have – I had a lot of Siwoo, but not in the lineup that I needed him in. I was happy to see him win. Patrick Reed and Henley, what a debacle those two did. Uh, what did you take away from last week? Yeah, I mean, you know, Siwoo, it, it, it seemed like a great spot for him. We both liked him. He came through. The guy is just, just deadly uh, on those short tracks, the, the Pete Dye tracks. So, yeah. We like that. Uh, for me, it was Hoffman that killed me. <laughs> Withdrawing. That's just insane. You know, he made an eight early on Thursday, and then it was like not even like a blip on the radar. He just just kept plowing through, and I think he was like T11 or something through 36 holes. Um, yeah, the withdrew really hurt me, so that's what killed me. Um, but, yeah, I think we were on a lot of the right guys, so um, that's a positive. We both like Siwoo. We both liked a couple other guys up top. But, uh, yeah, you know. That's not not my favorite event. You know, we talked about it last week. The multiple courses, the you know weaker field, but um, yeah, this is uh, this is the real deal this week. It is, and yeah, it's not my favorite. I, I I'll be honest. I I didn't watch a ton of the golf. I I checked in Sunday between you know wiping the tears away from the freaking Packers and the Bills, but that's another show for another time. It, it was. <laughs> It's nice to see some of these guys, you know, you don't want to weigh all on Sony and more and more. There's not nearly as many guys in the field that we're going to be saying, well, we haven't seen them since 2020. It's good to just get these guys on the course, start getting recent form, answering questions like Gary Woodland. He did look good. We're certainly going to talk about him again today, but let's get into it before I do. More importantly, 49,400. We are so, so close to 50K. Uh, a hit the like button that is always helpful but also subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell you could be the 50,000th subscriber and if you are that nothing happens but you can tell people that you are the one to push us over the top so we, we want the, we want someone on the golf show to do that so hit that subscribe button really helps us out let's get into it Tory Pines Tim obviously extremely famous place we've seen this a billion times the south course gets three the north course gets one the South course is a monster. Uh, what do you see when you look at Tory? 
Yeah, so as far as the course rotation, same thing as we saw last week. Um, south course, main course, like you said, they'll play one round at each, and then they'll flip it over to the south course for two uh, for Saturday and Sunday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the south course, uh, one of the longest courses on tour, 7,700-yard, 7, par 72, Poe Greens. Um, you know, it's just a tough track. You know, any any course that's uh, has held U.S. Opens, like you said, it, it's there this year, but has held U.S. Opens in the past. Any course where you can hold a U.S. Open on, you know, it's a tough track. Um, North course, 7,250 yard, par 72. Um, a little bit easier, but, you know, I really don't take into account that course as much. I'm trying to find guys uh, that suit the south course uh, because we're getting three rounds there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I kind of treat this like a major. We've seen um, – some tough conditions there, some moderate conditions. Leishman won at minus 15, Rosemont won at minus 21, but then we saw 10 under, 13 under, 6 under, 9 under. Um, so it can play, you know, fairly difficult for a par 72. Um, but for me, this is um, really one of the most driver-heavy courses on tour or a course where I think driving distance is most important. Um, you know, there's a lot of these short tracks, RBC, Colonial, where we want to focus on accuracy. We say length is an advantage. Um, this is on the complete other end of the spectrum for me. I think length is a massive advantage. Um, even looking at the leaderboard, just not a lot of short hitters up at top. I know Snedeker has a great record here, but for me, he's just a huge, huge outlier. Um, so I really don't make a lot of that. I don't try and say, well, you know, Snedeker has success here, so maybe other short hitters. It, it, it's almost all uh, prohibitively long hitters, so I'm putting a big emphasis on driving distance, but I think almost everybody is this week. There's a, Yeah, I mean, anytime you see a course this long, that comes into play. The other thing is it's very – it's not very forgiving, but you can work out of trouble, and it incentivizes guys to pull driver because they know you kind of avoid the trees, and you'll have a path to the green even if you're in the rough – I will say, you know, like any course, if you're a damn good player and you do it differently, you can handle it. Sneds can handle it. And, you know, he's not playing well right now, but in the past, he's been a world-class player. We've seen, I think, crafty scramblers and guys who can really do the long irons effectively. They can hang here. There's no doubt about it. Prototypically, though, if I was thinking of my ideal golfer, it would be more someone who mashes it off the tee, but it can be done. Even Norin, when he was good, uh, got in the mix here. There's a, there's a secondary formula that doesn't involve driving distance, but we know that it's an advantage. It just makes it that much harder for those guys. Um, do you expect, I mean, I, I think we're, we're looking at a pretty standard tough test. I don't think it'll be anything outrageous. Do you factor in that the U S open is going to be here at all? I, I personally don't. I mean, it's, you know, this course, it generally plays tough. I don't know if it's going to play tougher because the U.S. Open will be held here, you know, months from now. It's really impossible to say. I, I'm not really taking that into account. I don't think it's going to play like a U.S. Open because um, I'm sure all the preparation and gearing up for that will start after this event. But yeah, we, we don't know. But like I said, and, and like you said, I, I, around the green, uh, anytime we think the winning score is going to be, you know, not 25 under in the 10 to 12 under range. I, I think around the green is more important. And even though, you know, we are looking at bombers, the short game can get exposed. The tougher the course plays, uh, the more guys are going to need to lean on the short game. And I think this is a place where guys with just abysmal short games that could get exposed if the conditions are tough. Yeah. And that's where I think there's an opening if you're not the longest off the tee that you can still, if you're immaculate around the green, if you make some pots, if you're good with long irons, you can do it because you don't need to, you know, a lot of these are, can you get up and down for par? Uh, you know, it's not a huge scoring. You got to take advantage of the par fives, but the, these long par fours that these guys will deal with. And we'll see. I mean, this is let's get into it. And this is where we talk about this a lot. I do think it's misleading sometimes when you look and you're like, Oh, well, driving distance because rom dominates so rom dominates because he's rom uh and he's one of he kicks us off in the pricing he he didn't play last week because of a back i guess that was precautionary you've got rory coming over from abu dhabi finau another good showing xander and reed uh in the 10k plus options where do you go uh is it a big two for you that's really what struck out for me for me there's two guys and then three guys more than five guys yeah, it does feel that way. You know, Ram and Rory, it's real tough. Um, and it's always tough for me separating those two guys. But especially this week, it feels like they're just literally a toss-up. 
Um, you know, Rom was good in Abu, or I'm sorry, Rory was good in Abu Dhabi last week, finished third. Rom, we saw him at the Tournament of Champions, finished seventh. Um, but the, the the course fits them both perfectly well. Rory, a good course history. Rom, great course history. I mean, these two guys are really a toss-up for me. If there was a significant advantage in ownership on one or the other, I would just definitely go to the lower owner of the two. I assume they're probably going to be fairly evenly owned. Um, but honestly, it's a tough call. It's literally a toss-up between those two guys. Finau, just not a fan of in, in this spot. Now he's priced up. Um and I'm just not ready to put him in the in the same field or same caliber of player as Rory and Rom guys who win regularly. Uh, Fino is just still trying to figure out how to get that one real tour win. I'm not counting Puerto Rico, so don't like him. I actually am probably going to go to Xander at 10-4. I know you hate him. He'll be I your do. fade of the week, I'm sure. Um, but I, I just like him. I mean, he's got his game should fit here. He's got a horrible course history that is really inexplicable. I mean, there's no reason why he shouldn't play well here. I don't think it's going to cause him to be unowned. I think people are going to overlook that, but I do think some people are going to fade Xander because of the course history. Uh, what has he missed? Four out of five cuts here. But really, that you, you can't explain that. There's no reason why he shouldn't play well at this course. He's a local guy. Um, so I don't know. I I might just go down to Xander at, at 10-4 and hope that people kind of fade him because of that awful, awful course history. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't like Xander, but not particularly because <laughs> of the course history. It's uh, The thing about course history to me is that the – and maybe this is wrong, but this is the way I view it. The harder the course, the more erratic it's going to be. You're not going to see guys who have that immaculate of course history because it's just a couple bad holes and you're – sometimes taken out of play it's not like hondo where there's just water variants but still like i don't think it's that crazy I, I, we'll get to ricky in a second but his course history he loved this course and then he's been awful for like eight years now um we could look back in 15 years and xander could be a multiple time winner here and it wouldn't shock me at all he has the skill set to do it to me i just don't know exactly ownership will tell the tale he's always more popular than i think he should be and for me if you're going to tell me I'll find $600. I'll find $900. Rory and Rom separate from the field. Uh, I don't, Finau's playing great. And I think he's a safe pick, but you 10, seven, you need to be competing for wins. And he does that, but man, I, I don't know. Uh, that is a lofty price tag against the guys that I consider world-class players. Yeah. And the outright odds kind of tell the same story. It's like Rom seven to one, Rory eight to one. Finau 18 to one and then Xander 12 to one. So, you know, that kind of sticks out as a, as like a sore thumb, the betting market doesn't have a lot of confidence in him, at least up here at the top and, and rightfully. So um, it's just a tough spot. I mean, he's playing great. The course fit, the course history is great. We've always liked him at tough tracks and strong fields, but he was never this price in a, in a, in a, in an event like this. And I, I can't see it this week. What do you do last guy? And then we'll move on. Uh, Reed really disappointing. I don't, I don't really understand to be honest. I mean, it happens, but he was cruising along and then he imploded. Uh, do you go back to him? He's, he's one of the candidates for me of guys. Like he, he's not going to do it in the typical way, but he can get it done here. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You know, I'm just not a huge Reed guy, especially at this price in an event like this missed the cut last week. He wasn't good at Tournament of Champions. The ball striking wasn't good there either. And I know prior to that, he had been amazing and he's played well here. Um, but I don't know, the performances, the last two events, uh, Tournament of Champions, American Express, hasn't been sharp. The price is still up there. 10-1 is pretty steep for him. Um, and I, I, I don't love the course fit. Like you said, he's gotten it done here and guys can get it done. More of a Snedeker type. Um, but he's just not prototype for this for this event, and I just haven't like liked the way he's looked in the first two events this year. Yeah, he, his form hasn't been good. He lost with the irons in both, uh, leaned on the putter heavily. He's been putting fantastic, and you wouldn't know it by the results per se. Honestly, like he's kind of wasted that. So it, again, ownership will tell tomorrow night. We'll dive into that a little more. For me, it's pretty simple. I want one of the big two. I'll leave it at that. Uh, $9,000 range, just Harris English, of course, $9,800, Sanjay <laughs> Brooks, Hovland, Decky, Wolf, Scheffler, uh, a lot to break down. 
Harris English, listen, you, you know, the guy's won already this year. He's been incredibly consistent. I, I can't say that he doesn't deserve to be priced there. But objectively, I, I'm not looking to really get to him unless he's very low owned. And I don't anticipate he will be. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've said the same thing about him and he, he's been burning us recently. Um, but I, I'm just I'm just not ready. I, it just feels like he's running all time hot. This is like all time high. I just don't think the- it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Quality, the skill level long-term is there. It just feels like we're buying at the top and he could still, you know, he could still be on a run where he's playing well. It, that's fine. But I, I, I think a year from now, we're not looking at Harris English being a 10 K golfer in a field like this. I just, it just feels like we're, he's at an all time high. I, I haven't ridden him on the way up and we're, we're, we're not hopping on now. Um, but this is a loaded range. A lot of good young players, um, I'll start with Brooks at 9,400. I think he's really interesting just because I like this event as a guy who wins, what has he won, four or five majors? Just seems to be at his best. Strong fields, um, tough tracks. Uh, You know, he wasn't good last week at the American Express, but it was just a totally different type of test than we see this week. There's a lot of question marks around him. But, I mean, what are you going to say? We know he has the game. 9,400 is a great price. Um, you know, you could easily see him. It's ridiculous to me that he's $1,300 cheaper than Tony Finau. Now, I know he's not as consistent. Finau is so consistent. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's a good buy low spot for Brooks if people aren't going to be on him. Um, I really like Decky as well at 9,200. The ball striking at Sony was off the charts, gained 9.6. Um, you know, he was T19. The putter of the short game wasn't great, but that's kind of the story with him. <clears throat> but I just think he's great for this course. You know, good ball striker plus a good short game, too. Um, So that's really kind of the whole thing. If the putter can just be decent, which is what we always say with him, um, he should be great. But, I mean, just just a great fit because you you get a lot of guys, great ball strikers, awful scramblers. And I don't know if that's really the key to success here at Torrey. So he's kind of got kind of got both ends there where he can strike it well, but he can scramble when he needs to. So I like Decky. Deggy makes a lot of sense. Listen, another guy in the female bucket of now he's won, but it hasn't been for years now. Uh, but the irons and he's built for this course. His long irons are immaculate. His ball striking is immaculate. He can't putt good scrambler though. He's one of those, which is rare. Usually it, it correlates not to mention, I mean, this is going back, but Deggy's last win was Bridgestone. He tore apart. That's another monster course. He is built to handle these type of tracks. Uh, the good, the best version of Hideki excels here. I do think we get that. Brooks, I, I get it. Tournament upside, that type of play. I just wonder really where he's at. Like, is he any good right now? And that's, I think that's a fair question to ask, but you're not going to have to allocate a ton to get over. What do you do though with the, this is really what I want to talk about is I'll call them, I don't want to say the big three, but you've got Hovland, Wolf, and Scheffler. They're volatile. They're young. They're talented. Wolf didn't have it last week, but you know how this goes. He can flip a switch. He was positive with the irons. Do you go to him? Hovland couldn't putt in, in Hawaii. Do you go to Scheffler? I mean, what, what do you do with these guys? It's really hard. It feels a lot like Rom versus Rory, like kind of an interchangeable three skill sets, similar, uh, you know, career, short career accomplishments, similar. I guess I'm more of a Hovland guy. I just feel like the ball striking is been is always consistent with him. He's a lot less volatile. Now the putter kind of adds some volatility to the overall game, but it's like we know he's going to gain off the tee and on approach. Um, but you know, I don't have anything bad to say about Wolf or Scheffler. I just personally am more of a Hovland guy. Um, you know, came in really hot this season. Uh, one was at Mayakoba, was third uh, at the DP European Tour Championship. Um, but boy, you know, all three guys are great. I'm just more of a hobbled guy. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can make a case for all of them. For me, I'm certainly a hobbling guy in life. 
for me it would be Wolf, um, just because I did see him play last week, and I don't, you know, he was bad with the putter. That doesn't matter. He can flip it, and even going back, I know this is somewhat selective, but his his first win, his only win, three o three m open. It came off a miscut the week before at the Rocket Mortgage. His runner up at the Rocket Mortgage it was off a miscut at Travelers. Like this is the type of guy that miscut a 40th at Amex that doesn't mean anything he can be absolutely at the top of his game in a week uh I think if I had to order him it would go Wolf Hovland Scheffler but if you told me you like Scheffler the best I wouldn't be pushing back yeah you know and just to give a little bit uh, on the other two you know Wolf interesting because he played so well at the two majors uh in, in the summer U.S. Open PGA Championship he was great, so we know he can get it done at tough courses. Scheffler, I guess, is the only one maybe I would have a question mark. Miscut at American Express last week. T13, a tournament of champions, but negative 1.3 ball striking, so not sharp there. Um, but, I mean, he's a stud, so, you know, I don't know. It just hasn't been as sharp in the first two starts this year. Certainly doesn't, yeah. Like, to me, I, I was much more encouraged by what I saw with Wolf, even though he wasn't. No, none of them have looked at the top of their game, but, what, four or eight rounds? That doesn't mean anything. Uh, so yeah, Decky by far my favorite of the bunch. I mean, the, the last guy and we can move on and I have nothing really to say. He's just, he's a guy and he's a solid player is Sanjay. Uh, you know, we talked about holding on and it, it paid off a little bit. Uh, you know, he was chalked two weeks ago. He's just a good player. And I think once again, he's just fine, but his price seems pretty fair. Yeah, he's up there. I don't know if I love this course fit for him as much as I would like him at some of the shorter tracks. And even though even though he was 12th last week, just barely uh, positive ball striking, so nothing huge there. Same thing at Sony, not even, you know, it was 0.93. Uh, so the ball striking's kind of falling off. I'm a big Sung Jay guy. I just don't think I like him as much at this track. Yeah, that's very fair. Um all right, let's get to the 8K range. We've got the uh, the people's champ, Siwoo Kim, off last week. Bubba is here, Leishman and Day. And wow, the, all the Aussies. Wow, all the Aussies. Leishman, Day, Cam Smith, and Adam Scott. And then Ryan Palmer is just in there to ruin what I'm saying, but that doesn't matter. And then Zalatoris at the bottom along with a couple others. What do you do here? This could easily be your second man in behind Aurori and Rom. It could be an aggressive third man in. A lot of names. Is there one that stands out? I think for me at 8,600, it would be day. He's got a great course history here and it makes a lot of sense. Just the style of golf that he plays super long off the tee, but also a great short game. So, you know, I I like it when kind of the course fit, the course history kind of makes sense with the style of golf uh, that he plays. I I just think it's, you know, a lot of upside at 8,600. Um, you know, I just think long-term, just a much better golfer than Leishman. I'm a big Leishman guy, but I mean, when you're looking at career achievements, wins, et cetera, I mean, it, it's, it's not really close. Leishman has been playing great. Um, but they started trending up at the end of last season in the summer. Um, he started looking a lot better, a lot more consistent than what we have seen. So I think 8,600 is a good price for him at a course that he makes a lot of sense for. Um, and, and where he's performed well. So I think he's my favorite play in, in the upper eights. Yeah, I mean, Leishman, I think you're paying a, a pretty hefty tag for a win last year here. Uh, yeah. He's a good player, and I've been buying early in the year. It's just pretty lofty. Jason Day can go, you know, it's a health thing. We don't know where he's at, but if he's if he's healthy and ready to go, I'd rather go there. But the guy that I like is the other Australian. I think that Adam Scott fits this course. It's the different formula but he is someone that with his long irons can absolutely dominate when he gets going. He's built for a hard course because he doesn't have to make a ton of putts uh, second here in 2019. And, and it was the perfect formula in that event. He gained seven and a half strokes with the approach. That's basically all you need. If you can do that, you don't need to be aggressive off the tee. Uh, so I don't mind him at all. What do you have to, this is more your boy than mine. What do you make of Will Z who of course burst on the scene you know, he slowed down at OHL, but I don't think of OHL as the ideal track for him. I kind of think of this more suited to his skills. Yeah, I don't know if he's my boy. I don't know. I don't want you like, throwing him. It's in, not in, mine. In, I don't want throw, him. Throw, I don't know. I thought I was kind of like a Will Z hater to start Fine. off the year. Let's put him in the um, Harris English bucket. Throw him in the Harris English bucket. Tough, tough spot. I mean, 
we're not sure what we're getting. I'm not sure. You know, he he was great, but I mean, you're you're lobbing him in here with some pretty elite players: Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, Louis Tazen. That's a tough. That's a tough spot for me in an event that's it's a tough course, it's a tough field. You know, we haven't seen him in a while, and he, and he sandwiched in there with a bunch of like legit players. Um, so I, you know, I'm going to lean a little bit more on kind of like long term form overall class. Um, so yeah, I don't think I'll be getting any Will Z, but I I'll, I'll I'll second Adam Scott. The ball striking has been great, even though the finishes haven't really been there. Forty first at Sony, but he gained almost three strokes with the ball striking. Twenty first at Tournament of Champions, but he gained seven and a half. So he's striking it great. The price is good too. Yeah, I mean Will Z's in fantastic company with Billy Ho, Usti, and Ricky. Like just an absolute <laughs> goblin factory. Some of my favorites. Uh, so we haven't seen Louis. Who knows? I don't think it really matters with him, but I like I actually really like Louis this week. I think people are not going to play him because no. we haven't seen him um, at all. And, you know, he's a guy that we're never sure what we're going to get of get from. But like I said, I'm treating this like somewhat like a major and you get him on a hard course on a hard in a, in a tough field. And I like that. And I think at AK nobody's going to play him. I'm willing to take a shot with him. Listen, Louis, you just have to be, I mean, it's golf. You got to be prepared for this, no matter who you click in, but him more than any, he could not be ready to play and he could just be dead on arrival. And that comes with the territory. He could do that with coming in off great form though. Like he's that Dude, type of player. I, I, I'm so used to my guys showing up dead on arrival yes. that it doesn't even phase me. I, I don't even care if it's not him, it'll be somebody else. So I might as well take a guy that I think can win this thing. And he he's another one can handle, certainly can handle the long irons scrambling. Uh, I have no concerns about that. Question: How, how big of a lock is Ricky this? Week? <laughs> yeah. Well, first I wanted to ask you, Chad just asked about Ryan Palmer. I kind of feel like he doesn't belong in this range, to be honest. He's a he's a fine player, but to me, I, I would tend to go elsewhere. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not a huge Ryan Palmer guy. Overpriced. The course history is good. Um, but yeah, it just seems out of place. There's some, you know, really good golfers here. <laughs> I don't think Ryan Palmer is a really good golfer. Um, wasn't nothing fantastic at Sony. You know, if he came in just absolutely red hot, Maybe I could see it, but you know, he was T41 at Sony, slight negative with the ball striking and just seems out of place in this, in this range. Yeah. Give me day. Give me Scott. Give me Ricky. So Ricky once again, lost a ball. So he's off to a blazing start to lead the tour in lost balls for the year. But the statistics were actually fantastic. 8.9 T to green. He lost eight tenths of a stroke with the putter which to me is really concerning because Ricky has to be a great putter. He's never going to be good enough tee to green to compete with the upper echelon. But if you think that he can rekindle that very encouraging ball striking numbers, do you take that to a course that I, I mentioned at the top, Tim, he has the, it's not weird to me, but he was absolutely dominant here for several years, but 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, since then four missed cuts and a six, five missed cuts and a pair of 60 place finishes. So it, it's flipped on its head lately. I mean, there's not a bad course for Ricky when he's playing well, he has maybe the most well-rounded game on tour. You know, he's not uber long, but he's long enough. Good iron player, accurate off the tee, amazing short game. So there's not, a, there's not a bad course in the world for him. Um, you know, weird event last week, opened up with a 73 on the easy course. And it looked like we were just, you know, back to the same old thing uh, with Ricky. But then he played great at the stadium course, game four and a half uh, on approach and, and off the tee and just the three measure grounds um, at the stadium course. So I, you know, I'm taking that as a plus. I think the price is good. Uh, like you said, weird course history. Um but I like him. I mean, I like him at 8K. I mean, I I just think it's a really good price. I was encouraged by what we saw last week. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's he's a guy that's it's pretty easy to get me. And I'm not going crazy. I didn't go crazy last week. <laughs> I was encouraged though. Ricky has done exactly what he's he's did last week a lot, but he didn't find the weekend in those. He found the weekend, he scores great. Um yeah, so I, I I'm gonna go there. Um Anything else before we dip into the sevens? 
No, I think we talked about everybody but uh, Cam Smith, who I will just recuse myself because I just say dumb stuff about him every time. No, I, I think we've nailed Cam Smith. He was someone that it was a tough time to take a break. He was playing world-class golf, and then he took two months off, and he's been bad. His irons have flipped again. He had gained, just for context, he had gained eight straight events going into the Masters. I can't see those stats, but I have a pretty good authority that he gained again with the approach there because he came in second. Then he lost three and a half at Tournament Champions, two at Sony, so... He's lost the irons. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He doesn't know the cardinal rules. You never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. That's right. Never. I don't care if it's five o'clock in the morning. You, you got to stick it out. Yeah, that's um, that's a good segue because I think Johnny Who is in this range. Talk about your all-time heater. Uh, all right, let's get into the sevens. Cam, Cam Champ. My God. Uh, 7,900 for him, Cam Davis, Woodland, Molinari's Burns, another candidate for bounce back. You've got a lot of names. You've got guys who were, this is, a, this is why I like this range. You have a couple guys who were awful in champ and Burns and they were popular. Then you got Cam Davis who paid off everybody, including me. Woodland looked good. Molinari's there. Do you care about this recent form from last week? Or are you going to treat it face value and kind of just play best available? Yeah, I mean, you know, what happened last week, it, it, it's in the equation. I don't want to make too much of it. Uh, I think it means more for some guys than others. And the most important guy, I think, in this range would be Woodland, Definitely. Um, who played well last week, uh, plus four ball striking in the three rounds. But the most important thing is he said it was the first time he's played golf without pain in like three or four months. And, you know, it's easy to look back at all these terrible finishes uh, last year and be like, well, God, he was awful. But I mean, he was truly injured and he said as much. Um, and you saw he played pain-free, he played well. Um, I think the price is good. I think the course fit is good. I like him. I think he'll be pretty popular though this week. Um, Cam Davis is interesting for me because the ball striking was so good. He was third last week. Gained six strokes. He was T31 at Sony. Gained five and a half strokes. Um, the price isn't terrible, but it's tough because we're not really sure kind of like what to make him. He's, he's a young guy on an upward trajectory. We saw him kind of turning things around last year. You know, but accomplishment-wise and class-wise, he doesn't really fit in with these other guys. Um, so I guess it's all about what you put more importance on. Is it the recent stats? in the recent form, or is it kind of like overall class long-term form? And for me, it's more of a long-term form thing. Um, so I don't know if I'll be playing Cam Davis, but he's been great the last two weeks. There's no doubt about it. Oh, he's been fantastic. And he is a candidate in, in his defense to move up wildly. Maybe he takes a leap and he's just a really good player. There is a chance of that. More likely though, I think he's just playing <laughs> really well and he gained five and a half strokes putting last week. Uh, I'll probably cool the Jets because there's a huge opportunity cost. You've got Woodland. I think Champ is always live to bounce back. Molinari was good. I don't think this is the right course for him, though. What about this is your account? What about Burns? He he was just awful. Um, but I like this course. He was awful at the nicholas course right he was good at the stadium course so he gained the ball striking in the one round and i know it's like we're taking like one round sample sizes but i'm going to do this a couple times on some guys uh because that's what we have to work with i mean he gained three strokes with the ball striking at the stadium course um so he hit it well there i know we don't know what happened at, at nicholas um but yeah i like the fit for him i think 7700 is a decent price 
Um, you don't you don't really need to talk me into Sam Burns, so I'm on board there. I think Connors is interesting at 7,700. We haven't seen him yet, um, but the price is good. The ball striking we know is always going to be good, and he was really good in the fall series, so I don't mind Connors either. Connors has taken a step to me. Maybe it's not going to be sustained, but he's found something. He's notoriously a bad putter and a bad scrambler. Gained four out of five around the green and three out of five with the putter over those last five recorded events. Tenth at the Masters. What's not to like? He was always a world-class ball striker. I think he fits everything that I want. (laughs) So you got Grio, uh, Spieth, Taylor Gooch, Benny on. Um, What a range. I mean, do you want to keep playing Grio? He still does his thing. I know he's – no. Why did you say keep? I don't, I never have, I've done me well, and him. We're, we divorced. Fine. I've been playing. I saw somebody tweet this funny thing and it was like, Oh, Grio was minus 22 through his first like 39 holes. And then he was like plus two, the rest of the tournament. And it's like, this is just yeah, what he does. It's like, I don't know. He has some sort of anxiety about, about contending. It's like, he gets up there and it's like, he doesn't know what the hell's going on now, but no. And I don't like, I don't like the course fit for him either um so no 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 griot for me okay i don't like the course either because he will be forced to scramble here i know he's a good iron player but you you can't hit all these you know this is just a tough course uh i, I know where you're not gonna play him do you do you what do you think we see of speeth just if you had to guess you think he's made any strides no i think it's <laughs> the. i mean i think it's the worst course on tour for him um honestly a and I, he hasn't had success here and he hasn't really shown anything. You know, people, I've seen some people talking about him and I don't, not like people are touting him or he's going to be chalky, but I mean, he hasn't shown anything, you know, since the restart um, that his game has been anywhere close um, in the finishes or in the stats. And I couldn't think of a worse course for him. So no, I, I don't like him at all. I don't know if that's as, if I could be any more clear about that. Yeah, no, I think you've you've uh, <laughs> hated your opinion there. I, I mean, I don't see any reason, certainly, to play Spieth, and there's nothing. Could he turn around? Sure. Would Tory be the place? Uh, even when he was at the height of his powers, this is not the greatest spot. The guy I want to bring up, he's a he's a, I think a favorite of ours, and he for a while hung in, and he came in eighth. Was Benny on uh, the putter? Finally gained. He gained one stroke putting, which is massive for him. Uh, everything else was good. Do you think he can hang in here or is this just too tough a test? I mean, I think he can. Um, you know, last week I just thought it was such a great spot for him. I mean, he was 7,100 in that field, terrible field. And now he's 7,500, still cheap, but much stronger field, much tougher test. I, I don't dislike him. Um, I don't think I'll be playing him. I mean, I think he can hang in anywhere. It's just one of those things. Last week just seemed like such a perfect spot. I know there was a lot of unknowns, but the price and everything was just too good. I'll go back to Hoffman, honestly, at 7,500. I know it's a little risky. He withdrew with a back injury, um, but he was playing great. Uh, He made an eight early on Thursday, and then just I think he was in the T11 or whatever and withdrew after two holes on Saturday. Not sure what happened. Um, I haven't really heard anything, but I mean, you combine how well he played, uh, before the withdrawal with how well he played at Sony gained nine strokes, ball striking T 14. I like him at 7,500 hoping, um, the withdrawal from last week, maybe scares some people off, but I'll take a shot with him. I definitely think it's going to scare people, but it is also somewhat scary. Like he had clearly he was, this is not like, Oh, he's 19 over and he gave up. (laughs) Like he would, if he could have played i'm sure he would have played he was in a decent spot um yeah but i mean uh and also like i don't know it feels like if he was still injured would he be playing this week yeah absolutely absolutely um and he yeah he likes this place i have no problem with him so let's get to the bottom half of the 7k range you've got like ch3 norin lanto fratelli homa evr now we're getting somewhere and then a bunch of like Ryan Moore and people uh, we'll get to doc in them in a second, but I want to ask you more about like Fratelli, Homa Maverick, if you want to EVR, I think these guys are kind of interesting, particularly the two South Africans. Yeah, I, I really like Fratelli. 
Um, we haven't seen him. He hasn't played in any of the three events, uh, you know, in, in the new season here. But I kind of like that with some of these guys. I think people, you know, people want to see a little bit of form, even if it's not great. They kind of want to see something. And, and the, the public, I think, generally shies away from, you know, unknowns and really kind of taking shots with without complete information. Um, and I kind of like that. He really was playing well at the end of the season. And I think 7,400 decent price. I think the course fit is fine, but I, I just don't think anybody's going to go there. And, and I kind of, uh, you, you've, you've turned me on, you've turned me into a Fratelli guy. So yeah, he would be my favorite out of those three that you named. I mean, I said every time with Fratelli, his game is erratic naturally. And that's good because it scares people off because he rarely strings together form where you're just like, wow, this guy is gaining with the irons consistently. It's great. He gains with the off the tee, he loses with the putter. He gains with the putter, he loses off the tee. It's very all over the place. Then he has a handful of weeks, maybe two or three a year, where it connects. And that's how you break through. That's how you win on tour these days. Consistency is great. That makes you Tony Finau. Uh, I would rather be someone that comes from the clouds and, and gets a couple wins here and there and is erratic. So there is something to that. I think Tony Finau is still pretty baller, not going to lie. Homa, I, I wasn't on him last week. He played really well. I think this is a pretty good spot if you want to take a shot. He's a winner at Wells Fargo. I do see some correlation there. He's a California guy. He's a good driver of the ball. He wasn't last week. Came in ninth last year at Farmers. Eh, I think you could do worse than Homa. I thought he was going to put me in a coffin last week because I think you had mentioned him. And I said, well, he wasn't even on the radar. I didn't see anything. And then he was up around the around the lead for a little while, fell off. The overall numbers ended up not being great. I mean, he finished T, what did he finish? T21, I think. Um, slight negative on the ball striking, minus 1.5. Um, so it looked better, I, I, I think, than it actually was because I think he just rattled off a ton of birdies. Um, but he he lost some ground too. So yeah, I I see what you're saying. I think the course fit is good. I like that he's a California guy. Um, not as high on him though, I don't think. When we get to the lower half, I mean you got like Domin, Mackenzie Hughes, Hadwin, Ryan Moore, Mickelson is here. Uh now I want to throw some guys from last week who were again Doug Gim, you held on and you were rewarded. He was on my best team. Uh Doc Redman and Straka. Yikes. Uh Straka was terrible. Redmond not great. Do you do you want to keep hanging on to them? What do you make of the of the flat 7K? And then we've got HV3 and Johnny question marks to talk about. Yeah. So I jumped off Gim last week and he was great. Uh but I, I still think the price is really good. You know, long term love him. The ball striking was good. Um see, I, I still like Doc at 71. I still like him more than Burns. I'm just gonna con- I kind of compare these two guys. And I'm still not sure why uh, Redmond is cheaper than Burns. I think Redmond is the better golfer. Redmond's had uh, more consistent finishes, higher finishes, contended a lot more. He made the cut last week. Burns missed. I, I like Doc at 7,100. Um, James Hahn is my uh, oh kind of super, super sleeper. There's like, I could write a book on like the anecdotal uh, evidence that I have that's going to lead me to to say that James Hahn wins this event. Um, it just, it, it all, it all just makes perfect sense. If you connect all the dots, um, we'll start off 32nd last week, plus two ball striking 41st at Sony plus one and a half. But I mean, he was kind of turned things around in the fall swing. Uh, he was fifth at Shriners, sixth at Corrales, ninth at Safeway. This is being like completely, completely, like off the grid as we've seen him do a couple times in his career. Uh, but he, he figured something out and, and he comes in, you know, striking it pretty well, but I just like the places where he's won. You mentioned Wells Fargo. He yep. won there. He also won at Riviera. These are two long courses, tough courses, driver, heavy courses, strong fields, you know, very similar to Torrey Pines. You know, he won Wells Fargo at nine under, he won Riviera at six under, um, it's just like a lot of kind of anecdotal evidence. And plus he's just playing better. Now I don't think, you know, it's not a consistent play player. Um, I think there's a lot of risk, but from a guy that, like you said, can come from the clouds and win an event. I think that that describes James Hahn. And you know who James Hahn beat at that Wells Fargo event? Was it Holmes? Or no, it was 
Castro? Your boy, Roberto Castro. Roberto Castro, yes. Amazing. Castro made an eagle on 18, which if you know 18 at Wells Fargo, that's not supposed to happen. Um, insane. I remember that super vividly. Uh, we didn't mean to skip over Norrin. I just have nothing good to say about him. His game is all over the map. Uh, timely scramblers competed here, but he needs wizardry around the greens. Do you, what do you make of, I want to ask about Redmond because I think you can long-term buy him. I don't see anything in the form that looks good, but I, I do think that Doc Redmond is just an erratic player with some talent. And in theory, this course could be good, but his form is very bad right now. I mean, I, I would not classify his form as very bad. He was not good last week, um, but that's really all we've seen going back. Um, you know, unless you want to go back nine, 10 weeks, which I, oh, I guess fair. I'm not. Yeah, which I, I, I'm not even really counting. Um, I, I like him. I mean, I, I think the price is good. I think the stats have always been good with him. And I, and I mean, I like, and I've mentioned this before, I like the fact that we've seen him contend multiple times in a very short span. Now, I don't know if it's it hasn't been in events like this, but it's been all over the place. He was in the mix at Safeway. Um, that's a po-, po course. He's been in the mix at, what was it, 3M? I mean, kind of Wyndham, just all different types of tracks. I, I, I really like him. I mean, he's one of my favorite players on tour for the young kind of lesser known guys. And I, I think it's a good price for him. I think he's more consistent play than James Hahn. James Hahn maybe has a little bit more win equity, but I wouldn't be surprised if Hahn shot a pair of 80s. I think, I think Redmond has the more consistent skills. So the massive chalk is going to be Johnny who who was popular that, last That's week. scary. Let me just let me just jump in. Maybe and say I'm that. wrong. And listen, we have people much smarter than me here at Osmo who, who get ownership projections. One of the many tools we have behind the paywall. You should listen to that. We'll talk about that more tomorrow night. But just for me, thinking about what the public does, the guy has made five straight cuts and 12, 11 out of 12 cuts. He's also at Farmers made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of nine cuts. So it just looks like all systems go for him. The ball striking was good. He lost five strokes putting and came in 21st last week. Having said all that, I, I just, I don't think I can get to a popular John Huh. I just, I don't know. Is that crazy or should I buy in? I mean, the stats line up, but if he's very popular, I would rather pivot. I mean, I don't like John Hunt at all. He could be 2% and I wouldn't play him. I, and the main thing for me is he's he's a big course fit guy and just tends to do better on the shorter courses. If you look at the official World Golf Ranking pages, four best finishes of all time were Mayakoba, RBC, Wyndham, and Career Builder slash American Express. These are all short courses. Um, yeah, I, I just don't like the spot for him here. I mean, traditionally, I mean, he's just one of those journeyman guys. Like, you know what you're getting with him. He's not a guy that it's like, yeah, we're going to buy in on Doug Gim and maybe he's just on this upward trajectory and we're really getting a 9K guy or a 9,500 guy. This is like, this, he's a journeyman. Like, we know what John Ha is and he has had some decent finishes and he's playing well. Um, but I don't like the course for him. I'm just not a big fan of his game. And if he's going to be popular, that's even one more reason to not play him. I mean, what is there to say? Like these, these young guys, we don't know, you know, Will Gordon's in chat right now, Kramer Hickok, they could love courses like this and it'll bear it out. I can tell you for certain that John (laughs) who is, this is not the ideal fit. And he has had some decent finishes here, but I don't care. I've seen a body of work to tell you where he should in theory excel. Now he's playing out of his mind. I, I just, in a field like this with real players around him, Doc Redman, James Hahn, I'd rather blindly back someone like Tringale who's striking it well and can't putt. Um, I, I, maybe I won't do that, but you get my point. You're not going to play like Ryan Moore, right? No, not playing Ryan Moore. Okay, I just wanted to. Yeah. He's, he's another course fit guy, right? You look at all the places he's played well, and it's exactly opposite of here. Easy courses, short courses, weak fields. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, for me, it's it's Han, it's Redman. Um, you could talk me into Matt Jones, who's been decent the last few weeks, 21st and 11th, positive ball striking in both of those, but I'm not, you know, lining up 
to get there. So I think really for me, it's, it, it it's Redmond. I mean, I think Han is a better bet. I think Redmond is a better draft Kings play. I, I honestly thought Han would be a little bit cheaper. Um, so I don't love the price, but I think uh, he makes a lot of sense for a guy that could kind of come out of nowhere and contend. Fair enough. All right, let's get to the cheapies before I do chat. Got a lot of people in here. Let's let's hit that like button again. If you're new to the show, a welcome. It's exciting to have you guys. Hit that subscribe button. We're marching towards 50K. We have a lot coming. College basketball. I'm going to be doing some content. Certainly the Super Bowl. We have everything and then some. NBA, the team's doing a great job. And before you know it, baseball will be here. So there's just a lot going on here at Awesome Oat. We'd love to have you as part of the community. Get in Slack. You can find if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. You follow me. Jazzeraz DFS at Fantasy Golf Man for Tim. You guys know the drill, but let's get to the, these cheap golfers before we bounce on out of here. I mean, there's some names down here, 6,900 and below. JB Holmes, dear God, I wish uh, Luke List, Tom Lewis, Wyndham Clark is a name that I do want to get to. Uh, you've got a, a mix of all, a mixed bag, obviously. If there's something that you want skill set wise, you're going to find it. You're just not going to find a lot of consistency. Is there something that you're going for down here? Or are you going to try to avoid it? What's your strategy as we dip this low? Yeah, I mean, I think there's playable guys down here um, because it's a strong field, because we have some elite players at the top. I think there is more reward in taking a punt because you have Rory, Rom, Xander. You have the big names at the top. We're not punting to, you know, jam in a 11K. Harris English. Harris English. <laughs> Um, yeah, with Deion Wyndham Clark, you know, he wasn't great last week, but I just think, like we said many times, volatile style, um, bomber plus can get hot with the putter. I think that just, you know, you kind of don't know what you're going to get from him, but he's cheap. People aren't going to play him. I think he's got a lot of boomer busts. If you want to go more consistent, Kramer Hickok's been playing great. Uh, T21 last week, plus 1.7 with the ball striking. T19 at Sony, he gained five strokes with the ball striking. Um, only qualm with him, he's not super long off the tee, so I don't know, you know, if I love the course fit, but T21 or better in 5.7, good ball striking. He's just not a bomber, so we'll have to see how that pans out with the course fit. Uh, the last guy I will mention, I like a lot. Um, a lot of unknowns with him, but we saw him kind of turn – the corner a little bit at the end of last year. And that's Justin Sue at 6,600. Now at this point, now he's kind of like a poor man's Doug Gim, right? A guy that came on tour with a ton of pedigree, big time amateur uh, from USC and really didn't do anything uh, um, right out of the gates, came out with Hovland, Wolf, Scheffler, and just kind of did nothing. Um, but he was eighth at Shriners. He was 14th at Corrales. I know those aren't great fields, uh, but he showed something. He's a California guy, went to USC. Um, I mean, like, I would rather take a shot with him um, than play like your John Hunt kind of journeyman veteran guy who we know is terrible and we're hoping can just scrape out a T30 for us. More than Mark Hubbard. You see Mark Hubbard putting like Happy Gilmore last week? <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> yes, guy. Yeah, no. no um, none of that. Yeah, that's not the answer. So I'm kind of with you. I think Wyndham Clark, he was someone I was really high on last week. And, and listen, was it perfect? No, I thought he could really get in the mix. He was fine. He made the cut. And when you make the cut, like he he did what he needed to do, similar to Gim. And if they do that again, I don't mind it. Tom Lewis is such a wild card. List showed a little form, but he is one of those guys. I get it and I don't mind it, but I will say you would think he'd like longer tracks. He actually likes shorter tracks because he can club down. You can get into trouble with List. God, I want to say Patrick Rogers, but I'm not going to. So we worked down though. I mean, I think Justin Sue is very interesting because again, we don't know. And he gets he gets downgraded because he's not Morikawa and Hovland and Scheffler, like and Wolf. And that's you, there's a big middle ground where he can still be very useful without maybe being those guys right now. And we don't know where his game fully will develop to. I would say the same thing about Christoph Ventura, but he is in a bad run of form. I think he has the skills to compete on tour, kind of like Cam Davis, but don't don't do that. Um, I don't know. Do you see anything as you we work? Who the hell is Ty Strafasi? That's not real. There's player. a couple guys. Yeah, there's a couple creative players this week. Um, I did want to touch on lists because I think people will go there, and, and you kind of spelled it out. 
Uh, he's a lot like Woodland. We said that before. Seems to do better on short courses. Um, you know, he struck it great last week. Gained six strokes with the ball striking. Gained 2.2 at the Sony where he missed the cut. But he's kind of like Keegan, right? It's like he does this all the time. He has massive ball striking performances. Um, and it's like it doesn't necessarily mean much. We've just seen this just kind of like the guy who he is. Great ball striking, great ball striking. And it just seems like the putter never comes around, at least with Keegan, it comes around periodically. Um, but yeah, the other thing with Liss is I, I think he's just going to make his hay in weaker fields and at shorter courses. And I've played him in this spot many times and I just never feel like it's paid off kind of like the punt range. He's the bomber scorer type. And uh, this just doesn't seem like the spot for him. Yeah, I, I, I agree with all of that. And you have names down here. If you want something, you know, Chad's bringing this up. If you need a, or don't need or want a bomber, you've got Hagee, you've got Brent. These are just guys that they have a skill set. I just don't think their games are well-rounded enough to really be that useful. Uh, Andy Ogletree, I put him in the bucket with these guys. It's just to a more extent. Andy Ogletree could be 9,000 next year at Farmers. He could also be, I don't know, on the Corn Ferry Tour. I don't know how that works, but we just don't know. We've seen him a handful of times. He obviously has some pedigree but you're just flying blind if you go there and maybe that's the way to do it. I'll probably try to avoid that though. I got one for you at the stone men, the stone men, the stone men. All right, let's go down. I'm going to go down there. Uh, (laughs) Who the hell is Kaimu Johnson? Uh, Grayson Murray. I don't know who Grayson Murray, fresh off, fresh off a storm in the Capitol. <laughs> He's going to come out here to Torrey Pines um, and, and do some damage. No, this is uh, this is like seriously proceed with caution, caution. Ca- extreme caution. But, okay, he opened up last week at 69 on the stadium course, gained 3.2 with approach, gained one off the tee. Uh, the ball striking was phenomenal in that round. Then he went on to shoot 75 at the Nicholas course, the easier course, missed the cut. Um, not really sure what happened there, but something was something was percolating in, in round one um, last week at the stadium course. Uh, we know that when he's playing well, the driver is, is his weapon. Um, but, I mean, he's been awful. He's been very, very, very bad. But uh, it just it piqued my interest how well he played in the one measured round that we had at the shot link data for and, and at the stone men, you can do some things, but uh, a lot of risk involved. I mean, I I will listen to speak. I'm not going to speak directly about Grayson. I'll say this much. You know, you clearly, you never have to go down this low, but there are builds where it's like, okay, I'm getting Rory and Rom and another guy. You're not doing it for no reason. So if there's someone down here that you think can just make the cut, there are permutations where, I don't know, say three of the top eight salary guys come in the top five or something, and you really want to capture all the placement points potentially. A guy coming in 44th here and scoring well will be more than enough. I don't know if that's particularly Grayson, but there are names down here if you want to take some shots. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. I think what we're both saying, though, is more than the last two weeks, you actually gain something by paying down because the star power up top is really legit. Yeah. I mean, I made just, just messing around some really interesting builds, even some like somewhat balanced builds, but like one total punt. And then you just jam in guys from like the nine K range where it's like, you just have that almost like five borderline studs plus like one super punt. I think that's really interesting. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you can do. And like I said, it was, partially tongue-in-cheek with Grayson but he did have something going and I and I do like that off the tee is his strength yeah I mean I I think that that's an under we're going to bounce on out of here but I think that's an underutilized bill everyone who who pays down usually they do it so they can go get the top guy you can also get like four nine k guys and do that and that can be really effective if you dodge the top end guys and then you really can hit the mid-range harder so on that note, yeah, I mean, Vincent Whaley is down there. Sun can there are names on names. And obviously, if we didn't get to these guys tomorrow night, 7.30 Eastern, we're moving around a little because of NBA, 7.30 Eastern, me and Jason Roslin will be answering your questions, talking lineup construction, looking at the tools that Alex has presented, whether it's ownership and the projections and whatnot. 
going to be a good tournament. I'm very excited. The last thing, me and the man behind the glass, Josh Engelman, have filmed our PGA Contenders video. That'll be out, our favorite bets of the week. Josh had knock two weeks ago. He's got some things working. I say some things on there as well. So if you are betting these, no better time to go check that out. Quick little video, five minutes, get you some information. Good luck, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow night. Thanks again for hitting that like button on your way out, and we'll talk to you guys soon.